Hi, everyone, and welcome to another powerful conversation with another powerful woman. I am absolutely delighted to be joined today by Sabrina Victoria. I have appeared on her own podcast and in one of her big webinars that she ran recently as well. She's utterly awesome. So I'm delighted that she's giving me the time to have her on, on my podcast and my live. So thank you for joining me, um, Sabrina. It's lovely to have you here. Yes, I am so excited to be here for the invite and super excited for this conversation. Fab. So why don't we start by you telling everybody who you are and what you do? Yeah, so Sabrina Victoria, I run a community called Her Nation, all uh, based around females who are stepping into their power. They're stepping into their confidence. They're leaving the story behind, the blame game behind, the victimhood behind, and they're, you know, taking a leap into this new identity, this new character that they are creating. A lot of the women that I uh, surround myself with are entrepreneurs, but not all of them. And that's what, you know, that's what we're doing. We're building an entire community. We have empower hours. We have masterminds. We have networking groups where we can really learn from each other. So the premise of everything that I do is around one statement. And that statement is, you know something that I don't know. And I know something that you don't know. And the only way for both of us to rise in our knowings is for us to sit in a room like this and for us to share our stories, our ideas, our journeys, our thoughts in order to enlighten and inspire other people so that we can all rise at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's so beautiful and so aligned with many of my own values and beliefs as as well. Tell me, how, how did you get on this journey and how long have you been doing it for? Well, my journey is very much connected to my story. Um, So I was actually raised as a Jehovah's Witness. I got pregnant at the age of 20 with no husband, emphasis on the no husband part. And because of that, I was disassociated or shunned or disfellowshipped or whatever you want to call it from my entire family and my entire community. Everyone who I had ever known literally dropped me like a hot potato and when you're raised as a Jehovah's Witness, you're raised in a very guarded arena. So it's very, you don't know a whole lot. You're not worldly. You like don't know things. So I was just kind of cast out and led this stereotypical single mom, just broke life of just nothing, negative money in my account on any given day, searching through my couch cushions for quarters to pay for gas, car getting reported of the parking lot, eviction notices in my apartment door, real dark thoughts of suicide and wanting to murder my baby because I was just postpartum, right? You're like dealing yeah. with all this stuff plus postpartum and then not knowing it was postpartum because I had no one to talk to about it. Yeah. And did that for about a year or two, no community then wound up in a extremely toxic relationship uh, with an individual, mental abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, financial abuse. He convinced me to quit my job, move in, um, work for him, leave my place, move in with him. And he was barely paying me literally anything. And because of that, I couldn't pay for my car. I couldn't pay for my phone. I couldn't pay for things. So everything wound up under his name. 
So yeah. one day I turned around eight years in the mental and emotional abuse is just horrible. The verbal vomit coming out of his mouth every single day, the sexual abuse every day was just times 10. And on the outside, it looks beautiful. On the outside, it looks like I have a dream. I'm living big house. We have several houses. I, I'm driving a brand new car, BMW fully loaded. I look like I'm in a fairy tale and I'm confused. Cause I'm like, everyone is telling me that I should be so happy and so grateful and good for you. And you made it, but I am feeling awful. And I hate my life. Mm. So there's like this cognitive dissonance going on as far as like why is this not matching up? What is wrong with me? Why am I not happy? Why am I so unsatisfied? So I did a Google search one day. I'm on the floor in the bathroom, having a total mental breakdown, just hating my life. And I Google searched, why is my boyfriend bullying me? Because he was just so mean. He was so mean to me all the time. And the only word I could think of all the time was just like, you're a bully. You're just a bully. And this Higher world of toxic relationships, narcissistic abuse, codependency, empathy, financial abuse just hit me right in the face. And I realized not only was there a lot wrong with him, right? But there was also a lot wrong with me. Mm. And that's when I really started to step into my own confidence, my own power, my own brilliance, educate myself. I took uh, four years. I opened up a secret bank account. I started three online secret businesses. And over the course of four years, I collected $50,000, which does not seem like a lot of money over four years. However, to me, it was like a million dollars. And I just one day left. I took my son, our clothes and my bicycle. That's it. I left everything else behind and nothing was in my name anyways. And I started all over again, literally with a mattress on the floor And everything that I do now is based around the one thing that I was missing pretty much for my entire life, which was a community that was understanding, loving, and empathetic where people are in their journey at any given time during their life. And so, yeah, so I, I have built what I've built and I am building still, still expanding, still growing into just this enormous vision that I have for us. And it's all just, it all stems from my past, my lack of uh, really having a supportive system. Wow. I mean, that's such a a powerful story. There's so much in there to potentially um, unpack. It's kind of hard to know where to where to even start with with such a, a story and as you said I think it's it's quite incredible how appearances can be deceptive I mean when when I look at you on the screen now you would have no idea that any of any of that happened because you just radiate positivity and energy um, and likewise when you were trapped in that situation I can't even begin to imagine what that must that that dissonance that, that you were feeling at that time um what what do you think it was within you on, I suppose, in, in both situations when you left your Jehovah's Witness community and when you when you left him? Um where where did that um determination or spark that made you sort of push yourself to to t- make a big change? Because these are massive changes we're talking about here. 
Yeah, you know, I love this question and I'm only me, right? So I only have my life experiences and I don't necessarily want to project, but I also want to project because I believe that every single person, it doesn't matter what situation you're in or how far down you are. I believe that every person has like a spark or a light inside of them that peeks out every once in a while that reminds you that this is not where you're supposed to be. Yeah. When you're in a situation like that, like there's something inside of you that is like, this is not my life. This is, I'm supposed to be something. I'm supposed to be bigger. I'm supposed to be brighter. I'm supposed to be whatever that is, right? It might not be like, you're supposed to turn into Justin Bieber and be on stage in front of thousands of people. It might not be that, but just like, there's supposed to be a shift. There's supposed to be light in your life. There's supposed to be brightness in your life. Um, And I had that. I had that inside of me where I would sit back sometimes and I would be like, this is not right this is not where I'm supposed to be. I didn't know what it looked like or what, and I still don't know. I still don't know. I'm still on my journey. And that's the awesome thing about it. Yeah. Um, But listening to that. And I think that's what individuals need to do is when that spark appears, instead of shoving it down and be like, no, like I used to think that the life that I was living was my punishment. I used to think that The only way to be accepted and to show true repentance was to live in a life of punishment. Mm. So I almost stayed in that abusive relationship. There was a duration during that relationship where I was staying on purpose in order to prove my repentance that I was so sorry. And I'm taking these lashings, these like verbal lashings Mm. daily, hourly, sometimes in order to prove how sorry I was for being such a sinner. Right. And these are the other things that we go through. These are the stories that we tell ourselves. Like I have to stay in this position because I deserve to be punished because, and we push down that light because we have some sort of fleeting excuse as to why we are where we are. But in essence, what we're supposed to be doing is listening to that light, to that brightness, to that voice. Some people call it a voice um, inside of you to step up, to step up and to leave that behind. And everybody's journey is different. How they get out is different. What some people have help. Some people have a helping hand. Some people have family, friends. Some people um, end up in really good relationships, right? Some people meet somebody that's a very loving relationship and they pull them out. So everyone's journey is different, but it's being open to that, figuring out what that is and allowing that in your life and stepping into it, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I think what one of the things I, I hear in that, and it's a theme that I notice a lot at the moment, is that um we're all caught up so much in the in the doing and sort of living the life that we believe we should be living or the, you know, under the expectations of what everybody else thinks, that um there's like all these layers that build up around us and actually it it um 
it quietens that that voice that spark and it makes it very hard to hear it or to feel it and, and then and then to trust it ultimately mm. to then make that change um and i think there's um a, a lot um a lot of us would benefit from spending more time looking after ourselves and being so that we can hear these these voices and these messages and sort of connect with who we our true essence a lot more often so we get this balance more in our lives yeah definitely i think trust is a really key factor with that learning to trust i know i went through huge pivot in my world where I recognized that I did not trust myself and then learning to trust myself. And even now still, there's a little bit of a hang up, you know, I'll I'll notice I'm like, Ooh, that happened because I didn't trust myself and kind of reminding myself how important that is that I am smart and I am capable and I can make good decisions and I need to trust myself. Um, 100. I agree with that. Yeah. So what what do you do to look after yourself these days and and make sure that you keep that spark alive and that you are looking after yourself? Yeah, well, for me personally, you know, I have a really big goal. I have a very big vision that I have not only for myself, but for my entire community, all the ladies that are within the Her Nation community. So a lot of the spark, a lot of the fire inside of me to live life big and brilliant is a vision that I have just created. Um, I don't think that everybody needs to, you know, create something so enormous. Um, but having just something that you're looking forward to, something, a, a life that you that you want, a life that you're happy with, a life that brings you joy and happiness, you know, more than, you know, 70% of the time, I, I think, you know, I'm not, I don't mean to paint this picture of like, everything is great. And everything is fantastic and perfect. Because we're, we're humans, right? Yeah. There's ups and there's downs and there's there's flows and there's ebbs. And life is rocky and life does get bumpy sometimes. But when you look around and you view where you are, is the majority of your time, your mindset, your life in a good upbeat arena? Or is it more dark and more negative and the people around you are bringing you down and really recognizing that? And if so, pivoting. So, you know, for me, it's making sure that I'm positive. It's making sure that I have positive people around me. It's making sure that I have goals that I have set for myself and my community and my family. And it's something that I definitely implore other people to look into. You know, a lot of times it's the people around you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can make a, such a massive difference who we surround ourselves with. I think there's research to prove that for, for example, for every negative thought, you need to have three positive thoughts to balance it out. And, and that's the same if you're continuously surrounded by people that are sort of giving off this negative energy, then it's very, very hard to um, to break free from that into into a more positive cycle. And, and it's the same if, if you're 
um, we call it sage contagion in, the, in, in some of the work I do around positive intelligence, where the sage is that sort of positivity. And if you're generating positivity, then it's contagious to other people. Um, and that ripple effect is uh, starts to become pretty enormous. But it's just going against that tide to start off with and making those small changes to, to change, to turn the tide. That's, that's yeah. hard. Yeah, definitely. And I think that there's a difference between what has been coined toxic positivity and just being in a state of gratitude and happiness. Yeah. Um, it's not like people who view life in a more positive way are fake. It's just that they've trained themselves to focus on the positive things. And that's okay. Like you can do that. You yeah. can choose to view things positively or negatively. You know, I've come to a point in my life where you know, I tell my story sometimes and people are like, oh my gosh, what a story, horrific. Oh, yes, yes. And I don't view it that way anymore. I very much have decided to view my story as the catalyst for what I have created in my life yeah. now. And if it weren't for that story, my life would be very different. So I now have so much gratitude for even my abuser yeah. um, and the stuff that I went through because I have decided, I have decided to view that story as um, training, yeah. as um, a student, as um, what did he teach me, who I don't want to be, yeah. who I don't want to surround myself with. Now I know I can see the traits so I can pivot quicker when I have been confronted by people like this. So I now am like, thank goodness yeah. that that did happen to me because now I'm so much wiser and I'm so much more brilliant than I was back then. And that's yeah. the difference, right? That's the difference between exactly. in a mindset of victimhood all the time being like, I am where I am because of him, because of that, because of my religion, because of my single momhood, because of my broke story, because of my abuse and the sexual abuse and the financial abuse. And now woe is me. And I can't get anywhere because of my story. I could do that. Yeah. People do that. That's a thing yeah. that people do. They sit in yeah. their story. And then there's other people that decide to flip a switch and they turn it yeah. and they decide to allow their story to elevate them and to have taught to them versus, you know, yeah. place them in a state of victimhood. And how, just like for anybody that's, that's listening, that's sort of been through that sort of, or going through that, how long do you think it takes to turn, flick that switch and, see the gift of such a difficult experience yeah one second and a lifetime yeah yeah one second and a lifetime because right, what I'll happens go. so that story that i told you when i was on the bathroom floor having a panic attack and i google searched um why is my boyfriend bullying i was in such a state of I was having a total mental breakdown in the bathroom, like the type of mental breakdown where you're crying 
and screaming at the top of your lungs, like you're literally dying. I don't know if you or any of your listeners have had that before where you're literally, you can't even human, like you cannot human anymore. That is the state of mind I was in when I was doing, I was literally on the floor, tears and snot. And I'm Google, I can barely see the words on my phone because my eyes were just bawling, screaming. And I read, I just, I didn't even read an article. I just started seeing this stuff on Google and I clicked on maybe one article and within one second went from a total breakdown. My tears, everything turned off. I sat up, I read and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That's how fast the switch was. Now, yeah. was there, has there been over the course of the years, states of victimhood that continue to pop up? Yes. yes. Yeah. Woe is me. Yes. Everything sucks. Yes. And now because I've done all the training, because I have like yourself gone through things, um, taken programs, taught, learned new tools. I can now flip from victimhood to victor within moments. Yeah. But I mean, there was still huge lulls in my story where I was like, I'm getting out of here. Yes. And then a whole two, three, four weeks would go by. but I'm never going to get out. The universe is against me. I can't No. ah, sad. And then reminding myself, re-diving into the information, taking another program, reading another book, listening to another YouTube seminar, reminding myself of who I am, feeling that light, and then continuing on another lull. But what happens is those lulls become... Um, less, less deep, more yeah. shallow. Yeah. They also don't become so wide. They become yeah. little like puddles. So instead of yeah. huge oceans that I'm <laughs> swimming through, I'm now just jumping little tiny puddles on the street outside my house. And, um, but that's time. That's time. Yeah education. That's not just reading one book. It's not, not like not. Claire and I just like read one book, you know, 10 years ago. And now we're just saved for the rest of our <laughs> life. It's a continuous thing, right? You have to read a book. You have to do get on the podcast like this with people who have stories that reignite you. You have to listen to other podcasts that reignite you. You have to listen to seminars. You have to go to speaker events. You have to go to programs. You have to do personal development on a continuous basis in yeah. order to continue to keep you at a steady pace and to learn new tools on top of the tools that you already know, yeah. because we stack as humans, we stack our issues where we have an issue here and then we stack another issue and then another issue and then another issue. When you uncover one, you're like, yay. And then you don't realize there's four deep still. <laughs> no. So that's yeah, what we have really. to do. It's, it's a continuous thing. Yeah. That Claire yeah. and I have had to do in order to get to where we are and where we are now, we're still dealing with yeah. stuff Yeah, that we are still going through. We are still figuring out. We're still creating tools and Claire is showing up here and she's continuously unveiling new stuff to you as she is learning, as she's meeting new people who have other tools um, so that we can all rise together. That's what this is all yeah. about. 
Yeah. And I think what's what's interesting, um, definitely now I'm personally at a stage where it's like, you know, bring on, bring on the shit. Um, it's like, you know, it's almost a sense of, you know, okay, now let me prove what I've what I've learned and how I'm gonna get through this thing. And um it's it's almost exciting um yeah. to be challenged by life and to see where it's gonna take you which is kind of uh, maybe not what I ever expected to be to be saying, but that is how kind of I see it now. It's like, bro, just bring it on, bring it on. I know, yeah. I know that I'm going to get through whatever you throw at me, so just throw it at me. Yeah, so, yeah. I totally agree. I, I say that too as far as stories. Like I get so excited when there's a new challenge because I'm like, this is a new story I get to tell. Yeah. Of like well, how it hit, what it looked like, and how I was able to overcome it 100%. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about the um, what your some of your big mission for for her nation where where you see that heading over the next uh, year, two years, five years, 10 years, etc. Yeah, so my big vision is stages. So again, my story is my catalyst, right? So when I was in that abusive relationship and I was going through those lulls that I was just talking about, the way that I would pull myself out is I would listen to inspirational, motivational stories or speakers on YouTube or podcasts and stuff like that. And what happened is, and I, I know I still have the screenshots somewhere and I need to find them, you know, so that as I am growing, I can show the case this, but, um, there was, whenever I would Google search inspirational speakers, I'm looking to listen to somebody, there would be like a hundred white men, no offense, but like a hundred white men before I got to a female. And in my head, this was so long ago before any of this that I have created was not, not even a sperm in my mind. Like there was nothing even close to what I am looking to create now in my head at this time. But I had thoughts in my head of, I need to somehow figure out how to get more women on stages for this Google search. Like, this is not fair. I have been through so much crap. I know yeah. that there's other women who have been through this crap. Where are they? Where are these women to tell me that I am capable of getting through what I am capable of, get, of getting through, right? I have all these people, men telling me stories of hunger, stories of homelessness, stories of mothers beating them, stories of all inspirational stories, right? Yeah. But where are the stories of the abuse? Where are the stories of, you know, single momhood? Where are the stories of uh, having no money as a mother? Like, where are those stories at? So I laugh sometimes when I say that white men saved me. That's all I listened to. I listened to white yeah. old men. And those <laughs> were the men that I listened to that told me that I could do what I did, right? Yeah. But now where I am in my story is just really recognizing that there is a need for women on stages. So that is what I'm really trying to create within her nation is finding women who have a story to tell, who are inspirational, who understand the importance of sharing knowledge, any yeah. sort of knowledge, health, relationships, money, career, spirituality, fun, um, contributions that they've given to the world and giving them a stage to be able to present 
their thoughts, their ideas, and their stories. So, um, yeah, you know, we're starting out virtual right now. I run my podcast called Her Talk Show. I have events. I have conferences, all virtual at the moment. And the idea is to eventually open it up to live events where we have women on stage, you know, in front of 20 people and then in front of 50 people and then in front yeah. of 100 people and then 1,000 people and then thousands of people where we are showcasing our wins, our inspiration, our uh, motivational stories to be able to move the masses in a positive direction um, yeah. away from their trauma story, away from the victimhood and into the power that they now have because of it. Yeah. And I, I find that so inspirational because I think there's so many women who naturally fall into a people pleasing victim type of role but actually when um we all step into our power and we all collaborate with each other we can all like rise together as i think you were saying earlier in this conversation it's not about um competing with each other it's about helping us all grow and all become powerful um and all contribute and have a massive ripple effect over the whole world um, and that just that lights me up from the inside because what that would be such a different world that we would all live in if if um, if everybody if all women lived like this and then men were able to lean into that way of being as well rather than the the doing that they do. Um, so no, that's um, amazing. Yeah, one hundred. So tell me if people um, would like to um, follow you, get in touch, um, what would be the best ways for them to do that? Yeah, so my main website is sabrinavictoria.com, just like my name right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because I've been on StreamYard. I've been, I do my podcast on StreamYard too, and you would think I would know the flip. Every time yeah. I feel like... <laughs> Ah, so funny. Um, yes, sabrinavictoria.com. And that has all of my things. So her nation community, I also run a sobriety community, um, my speaking, all the podcasts that I've been on the media I've been on my stories on there. And uh, my blog is on there, all that fun. And then obviously my social media. Yeah, brilliant. Well, we'll share those as well when this um, is broadcast. So but thank you so much for um, sharing such an inspirational, powerful, and uh, you know, raw and authentic uh, story as well. I think um, it's going to be an amazing, um, amazing story for people to listen to, and hopefully, it will inspire other women to, you know, follow that spark that they have inside them and go on their own journey. So, thank you. I really appreciate your time. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And thank you to all of your listeners. Perfect. Thank you, Sabrina.